You're listening to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue with Adam Bartels. Welcome to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue. On this episode, we are talking Purdue wrestling, and it's my privilege to welcome into the podcast the head coach of the wrestling program, Coach Tony Ursland. Coach, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Adam, thank you a lot. I really appreciate the opportunity to, to talk wrestling, especially since we're on the verge of our, our season starting in November. For sure. Uh, a lot of hype around the uh, wrestling program. You've done such a spectacular job since you uh, joined Purdue, and we'll get into that here in a few minutes. But, but before we talk about that, uh, let's, let's let our listeners get to know a little bit about you. Why don't you introduce yourself? Sure. Um, come from North Central Iowa, small town of Humboldt, Iowa, um, but really kind of historically, traditionally strong in wrestling. And so that's where my, my roots in wrestling began. Uh, followed that up with, uh, with competing at the University of Iowa, another tradition-rich program, right, uh, you know, in wrestling. Uh, wrestled for legendary coach, Hall of Fame coach Dan Gable, was a member of four national championship teams there. And that, that experience and that love of wrestling is probably what uh, led me to this, this uh, career path, you know, coaching. And uh, have just been in the Big Ten for a majority of my career. Uh, 24 years coaching now. I've had career stops uh, at Central Michigan, Northwestern, uh, Nebraska for eight years prior to, to being here now at, at Purdue for seven years. So, yeah, I've been very fortunate to remain in the Midwest where they love their wrestling and compete and, and, and wrestle for some of the best coaches uh, in the sport. For sure. Obviously, you got a history with the with the Big Ten, which is uh, very strong in wrestling as yes. my research for this. So uh, no stranger there to the Big Ten. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, I knew Iowa was a great wrestling program in the in the 90s. Uh, we're, I think you're, we're roughly the same age here. Uh, right. uh, thanks to watching uh, Saved by the Bell episodes. <laughs> of course, A.C. Slater was recruited to wrestle at Iowa. So I knew, uh, you know, when they talked about on that, yep. that that's what I learned. Iowa is a great wrestling program. <laughs> Mario Lopez introduced uh, a lot of young people to wrestling, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> oh that's great that's great uh, well obviously you've had a, a great career you mentioned the, the different stops and you that hasn't stopped since you got here to Purdue you've had a lot of success um you know as I was researching and getting ready for this episode just reading your bio I was just blown away uh by uh your your recruiting and just the uh development of your wrestlers uh, a lot of uh kudos there first of all congratulations on a great career so far um and also just want to uh, challenge or encourage my listeners or uh, viewers to to go check out your bio i'll include a link to that uh, on our Thank website uh, below the video interview here on fox59.com cbs4indy.com uh, check that out there will be a link there so you can get us read more about that um but coach just you know congratulations and again i know the uh, uh the rankings are kind of coming out for both individuals and the team uh, looks like another promising season ahead of us Let's talk about that. Just getting ready for the season. I know uh, practice just started in the last couple of weeks. Talk about yep. this, the excitement uh, for the program. No, you know, as you mentioned, a lot of excitement. I mean, let me echo that um, with the clock extension, you know, with what COVID was last year, I had three seniors on last year's squad, two of them returned. Okay. And so uh, to me, that says a lot about them and, and their love for this team and, and this group in general, right? Like they're very tight. Uh, they have huge goals and they are very motivated to uh, to kind of make this a historic year for them, you know, to go out in style. And I think the rest of the teams embrace that. Um, this journey started a long time ago. You know, we just we started official practice October 10. 
Okay. But man, really this started last, last April, you know, we took a few weeks off and then everybody was kind of back in and, and, and working towards a common goal. So uh, really excited about the leadership and the depth on this team. Um, if you look just at the lineup, um, you know, the, the team holds a ranking of 22 right now, number 22 in the country. Uh, last year, we were as high as 12 and finished at 16. So certainly, I think we can better on that 22 and, and look forward to really competing at a very high level. You know, in that top 10 uh, would definitely be our goal. Um, we have six kids. And for all of you non-wrestling non wrestling enthusiasts, there's 10 weights. So we have 60% of our, our, our weights ranked nationally. And we actually have seven national qualifiers returning to this squad. Although I'm looking to redshirt one, that's why we have the six the six ranked kids. Uh, I would say we're probably led by our two highest ranked guys, uh, Devin Schroeder at 125, uh, two time Big Ten runner up, uh, uh, All American uh, from a couple of years ago, and, and Kendall Coleman at 157, another Big Ten finalist as well. So so those two guys are leading uh, what I would consider a very strong squad, a very experienced squad. Uh, as well and we've been in, you know fortunate as you mentioned with recruiting to add some good young talent as well so so all together very excited about the the, the year uh that we're capable of of uh creating yeah for sure and you mentioned Den, uh, Devin and Kendall I'm assuming Max is the other one you were talking about that's the super senior this year yes yeah Max came back as well um an interesting story uh about Devin and Max both those guys had graduated Devin had graduated with a degree in engineering and Max had, uh, uh, you know, graduated from Craners, and both decided they wanted to come back and chase these other goals. And so, you know, they both found ways to pursue a master's or, you know, even a minor just to be here for that one year. And, and, and so far, their leadership and, and motivation has been great for the, for the rest of the team. That's great. And you mentioned, you know, a few minutes ago, I said something about them, but I think that also says something about you and the program that, you know, they, they've got degrees now. They could have went on and started their, you know, professional careers, but they wanted to come back and do this one more year. What does that say to you? Yeah, no, I really appreciate it. My relationships with those guys, especially because they've been around so long is, is, is very tight and solid. And, and I know, you know, those are the kind of guys that, uh, you know, they're going to have great, great success the rest of their lives because of who they are as people and, and, and kind of, you know, how they lead and care about their teammates. You know, that's the funny thing here too. I'll just throw in a funny side note. And I say this often, Devin Schroeder now has the, the second longest tenure at Purdue besides me because he's longer than both my assistants, right? He's got six years in and those guys are at five. So it's, it's kind of comical. He's like, coach, Hey, uh, you know, I got second longest tenure on the staff now. So uh, just so we're all, all on the same page. So I love that, you know, that he's, he's invested in this program and not just for himself, right? Like these guys, they're about the team, you know, and in wrestling, you know, you go out and you compete as an individual, which is part of what we love. You know, your performance is on you, but man, they care about their teammates and they want to see everybody do well, which, which is a, a special thing. That's awesome. And uh, uh, talking about Max, well, yeah. So Devin's probably basically an assistant coach at this point, right? <laughs> so. Yeah. He's, he's a coach on the mat. You know, people talk about the coach on the field, you mm -hmm. know, your quarterbacks or those things, but uh, I definitely think uh, especially Devin and Max, they've stepped up into that leadership role and really embraced that. Yeah, we joke about it, but yeah, in all seriousness, I, I bet that's a huge asset to you to have to have guys like that who've been around the program long enough to know. Yeah, and that's the, that that's the thing. Um, at least for me, from you know my coaching philosophy, 
you know, if I have to lead every minute of every day, we've got a problem, right? You've got to have guys in that locker room or when you're sitting around the campfire in the backyard on a Friday night talking about your season and your goals, you really need those, those leaders on your team to show the way to these young guys. You know, that's to me is, is where you really develop the culture that's going to take you where you want to go. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'll go back to Max here. He's a kid from Iowa. Talk about plucking that kid away from the University of Iowa and getting him to Purdue. Yeah, um, awesome gift for me. When I watched him in high school, he competed and 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 wanted to train in the same way that that I wanted, you know, uh, value for our team to train. So he was great to not only get an Iowa product, which is where I'm from, and so you want to have a presence in that state, but just to have a guy who uh, exudes the values um, that you want ingrained in your team was 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 great for us. For sure, and there's obviously a lot of talent there in the mid, in the Midwest and in Iowa. Does that help that you're from there and that you went to Iowa and talk about recruiting against your alma mater in those, in that sense? Yeah, I think, I think so. I mean, um, when you've kind of been there and been exposed to uh, all the things that you aspire to do, right? Like uh, win national championships as a team or being around guys who have won the world championships in the Olympics, right? I, you can, uh, you can um, share those experiences with the kids you're recruiting. And that's big because all of those guys that aspire to greatness, they want to be shown the path, you know, to where they want to go. And so that really allows you to kind of speak to that and, and help show them the plan of how you're going to get them to where they desire to be. Yeah, right on. And let's talk about some of those guys you mentioned, uh, Devin. We talked about Max now, and you mentioned Kendall as well. Talk about yep. some of those guys this year that have a shot to to go further, even possibly win a NCAA title this year. Yeah, uh, a couple of these other ranked guys, Parker Phileas at 141 pounds, uh, uh, fifth year senior, but who's also going to be back next year. I, I actually just found out right before we got on that he just got into a grad program. So Parker's going to be back next year as well with that clock extension. He's a guy that can really do some some great things this year. Um, Garrett Nyenhouse, who was a true freshman uh, PA product, mm -hmm. Um, you know, did everything in high school and had a great year, top five finish in Big Tens last year as a true freshman. He's a guy that we really look forward. He's very dangerous, very talented. And I think with a year of uh, experience under his belt, he could be very tough. Uh, we mentioned Max. And then the other guy, Thomas Panola at 197 pounds. Last year as a sophomore was in the round of 12, which for us wrestling uh, uh, coaches and fans means if you had won that match, you'd been an All-American. So he was knocking on the door to be an All-American and on that podium. And he's back with three more years as well as a sophomore. So so that's kind of the nucleus uh, of this team. OK, and, and and I guess just to expand on it, uh, to give guys uh, or people out there, uh, you know, an idea of the, the team that we've added as well is we had a, a transfer from Minnesota named Matt Ramos, who's going to be in the, uh, the lineup this year, 133 pounds. Max, uh, Matt was actually a world champion um, in high school, you know, uh, so he'd beaten the best in the world and, and had accomplished things at a very early age, has tremendous talent. So we're excited to add him uh, as a transfer. And then we've got some great experience uh, in Alec White at 149. He's been around a long time, a very talented kid who's looked tremendous so far this fall. And then Emil Sundlin, uh, a guy who's, who's very talented, Ohio product, who, uh, you know, has had a lot of varsity experience, but had some injuries. And so far he's back and healthy and looks very good. So uh, other than that, I, we just got to, we got to figure out heavyweight. You know, that's the one yeah. way, honestly, okay. we're really trying to figure some things out, but, but that's the basic look uh, of our lineup. That's awesome. And of course, some people around here in the Indianapolis area where this uh, podcast is produced out of would recognize probably 
Thomas and Alex name, of course, local products from Zionsville and, and New Pal. Yes. And then is, is Christian Alex little brother? Yes. Yep. We got Christian who, who's joined his, uh, his brother here. And, uh, and, and again, he's off Christian's off to a great start. We're excited about his future as well. Um, but I, I honestly, we lost Alec last year to injury early in the year. And now, like I said, he seems to be back and very hungry. You know, he, he's shown that he, he's very excited about the prospect of, of doing some tremendous things. And, you know, more than that, he's been around a long time. So he's been in big matches for us uh, and, he, and he knows what it takes. So, uh, so I'm excited for him. And, you know, obviously we hope Christian follows in his footsteps. Yeah. Anytime you can get that package deal with the family, right? <laughs> Absolutely. That's awesome. Well, the schedule, let's talk about that a little bit. You guys kick off on uh, Friday, the 29th with the, the wrestle offs there at home. Yes. Talk about what the wrestle offs are. Yeah. So that it's just, it's an indication of who our lineup's going to be. Okay. I, I will say for the fans out there, you know, that's just one piece of our evaluation of the guys. We, we clearly see them every day and how they're looking, but we do, we put them out for public matches and they get to wrestle each other. So we get a sense of really who's where you know, in terms of representing this team and at what weight classes. So that's just an indication of what our lineup uh, will look like. And, and we're excited. It's, you know, open doors at Holloway so we can have fans back in there, especially after last year. Um, but it is, it's, it's just a piece of the puzzle for us as we look towards putting this lineup together. That's cool. And since you mentioned Holloway, we'll talk about it now. You know, the, the Purdue women's volleyball, who is an amazing program, isn't the only ranked program uh, competing in that gym. Talk about getting just to, to compete in gym in, in Holloway. And then, yes. as you mentioned, having the fans back this year to be able to watch you guys compete. Yeah, big, big, right? I mean, you know, last year was, was great in that we got to compete. Okay, mm -hmm. but it took a lot of the fun out of it for us, right? I mean, you couldn't hang out as a team, and certainly we missed the fans. That was, that was a big deal. You missed that energy. And, and as most people know, man, Holloway is a great environment to compete in. So we look forward to welcoming people back. Our guys, you know, miss that energy, and I'm sure they'll be excited to embrace it and, and uh, you know, experience it again. So uh, really pumped that we're going to be uh, in Holloway, you know, for most of our duels. The, the other thing I'll throw out, and I, we haven't really put this out um, too public yet, but it's, uh, it's, it's down and we're working on the, the details is uh, we're looking at uh, hoops and headlocks, we're going to call it. And this is going to be on Sunday, January 23rd, following the men's Northwestern basketball game. And, and we'd love to keep everybody in that venue because we're then going to compete against Wisconsin as well. And I think BTN is going to cover both events. Uh, and, and then we want 14,000 people to witness a, a, a wrestling match. Yeah. You know, don't know that that's ever been done. I'll have to go check the historical records for dual meet attendance. But if we could have 14,000 people in that building for our duel with Wisconsin, that would be tremendous. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to break fire code and lock the doors. I'm going to do my best to figure out how we keep everybody in the building to yeah. make a lot of noise uh, against Wisconsin in our dual meet. That is awesome, Coach. I, I love that idea. That's great. I know the volleyball team's played a couple matches over there, Mackey, as well. Of course, you know, Mackey is such a special place. I'm sure you've seen games yourself in yep. there. And that's really cool. Awesome. That you can take advantage of that venue and, and do that. Yeah, that would be terrific. Yeah. Yep. 14,000 sticking around for that. That'd be awesome. That's that's the goal. So that's what we're working on. We got to figure out just, you know, entertain people just briefly while we get the mats down and away we go. So that's, that is the plan. And, uh, you know, we're excited for it. That's really cool. Uh, we'll mark that down. January 23rd, he said, you'll guys from yes. Wisconsin after the Purdue uh, Northwestern basketball game. That's really cool. Um, well, let's also talk about you. So after the uh, wrestle offs on Friday, you guys head out on the road for about three weeks before coming back to talk about the, that road trip and then 
you know, getting to come back uh, November 21st uh, for the uh, Boilermaker Duels. Yep. Like anything, you know, um, we're trying to see different competition from different parts of the country. That's how we schedule. You know, I try to see both East Coast and West Coast during the season. So when we get to the national championships, we we're aware of everybody that we may face. And so we're going to go East Coast, uh, you know, initially that first weekend, and it's Drexel and Ryder. The interesting challenge there for us is uh, it, we're going to wrestle two duels. Um, those teams are each only going to wrestle one, but we'll have Drexel first. I believe that's at noon. And then we're going to drive 45 minutes down the road same day, and we're going to wrestle Ryder. So uh, interesting challenge for our guys, uh, which I like. You know, they're going to get multiple matches same day, but not at the same site. So th that'll be interesting and fun. And then Cleveland State over there on a Sunday, um, you know, more non-conference. And then Boilermaker Duels worked out really well where we have a, such a huge variety of teams. Uh, we have Duke from the ACC. We have uh, Northern Illinois from the MAC. You know, you have Brown from the, the Ivies. Okay? And then even Bellarmine, which is a brand new D1 program, just, just very first year uh, from D1. They're going to get a few, few matches in as well. We won't compete against Bellarmine, but because they're so close, just down in Kentucky, I thought it made sense to get them involved now because in the future, you know, that could be a home and home kind of uh, contest that's just, you know, right down the road. That's really cool. And then you uh, open up Big Ten season, it looks like on uh, January 7th against your former school, Nebraska. And we yep. kind of touched on it a little bit, but go let's go maybe a little more in depth. The Big Ten is deep in wrestling. You got Iowa, Michigan, Penn State, and yeah. others. Uh, just talk about the, the challenge of playing uh, wrestling in the Big Ten Conference. No doubt. Um, you know, and that's what I love about, you know, uh, being at Purdue as well. Like, you always know uh, where the bar is, so to speak. The Big Ten has won the last several national championships. It's well over a decade of them winning national titles. And so you always know where the bar is, and I love that. Um, Nebraska, special place, I guess, in my heart, eight years there, a lot of success. Uh, my twin boys who we were discussing, you know, just before getting on, born there. So a lot of friends and, and, and great memories at Nebraska. Look forward to going back there. Uh, stiff test. They're always, they always do a nice job. And then, uh, you know, obviously it doesn't get any easier because we have the defending national champs on Sunday. So that's a Friday, Sunday road trip. And so we, we're going to need to be ready uh, to go right out of the gate with our Big Ten schedule. Yeah. Hey. Emotional weekend for you, Nebraska. <laughs> Back yeah, <home>. right. <laughs> Eight years, right? My longest stop as a coach so far, and and you know at Nebraska, and then then my alma mater. So yeah, going to be a, a great weekend with a lot of memories and and a, and a tough test for our team. So as I said, we'll we'll be ready. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, come back home uh, that next weekend for uh, Michigan State for your home Big Ten home opener. Uh, and just talk yep. about you know getting back in there and starting the conference uh, there. Absolutely. And then that stretch is nice. If you look at our, our home schedule, you know, after we come out of the gate with a, with a, you know, a longer, tough road trip, right. Uh, you know, with that weekend with Iowa and Nebraska to be at home against Michigan state, and then to come back the next weekend with Friday, Sunday, Illinois, Wisconsin, it'll be nice to be at home for a couple of weeks, not really have to worry about the travel, you know, and again, just getting a nice rhythm of where we can train and we don't have to lose time on the travel. So I really like, how this worked out yes tough early but the chance to be at home in the friendly confines of holloway and then Mackey, right for hoops and headlocks should really really help us as we get to the back end of the schedule when you look at like going to uh, you know iu uh, minnesota northwestern th those kinds of things sure and i, I want to talk about <clears throat> excuse me, goals and expectations wrestling i think is a unique sport kind of like 
uh, golf or cross country where you, it's a team sport, but it's also much an individual sport as well. So can I talk about how you balance team goals and individual goals as well? Yeah, there's no doubt, no doubt. And I think it starts with um, kind of the, the culture. Right? And I know that's a buzzword for most coaches, but we really, as we recruit, we look for kids who still want a team experience. Okay. Um, you know, I call it, we, we're not going to have the free agent mentality, you know, is kind of the word I use with the team. And so even though, yeah, you're going out and you're gonna, you know, um, compete as an individual and we love guys who value that team experience and, and want that as a part of their time, you know, at, at college. And so we work hard at, at working with the guys on that. And we talk about it often. So, so I think it starts with how you talk and think about, you know, these are your teammates and you want to support them uh, in the best way possible, but yet, Hey, here's your individual goals and we've got to do everything we can to have you ready to reach them. So very much, um, you know, a balance, I guess, you know, uh, of that. And I'll go back to my seniors, even Uh, a guy like Devin and Max uh, have both expressed that a huge reason they came back is just more time with their teammates. And clearly they want to do well for themselves, right? Like every man wants to win, especially when you put as much time and, and, you know, hard work into your sport, but man, I think they they seem like they're very loose and in a great place because it has been. I'm coming back for these guys, yeah, just myself, and, and that and that rubs off on your team. You know, it'd be really easy to have ten guys or twenty guys go their own ways and just take care of themselves. But but we've worked hard both through you know how we uh, you know talk to the team as well as the guys we bring in from a recruiting standpoint. That's really cool. And you you mentioned the word culture. You know, I I, I was going to bring that up. You talk about this culture of the program. I know. Obviously, you've had a lot of success there. You got guys who want to come back and spend five or six years. Yeah, uh, six. That's great. I never thought we'd be talking about six years, right? I mean, that's wild. <laughs> and, and these guys that that buy in, and you said you mentioned uh, and embrace that team uh, concept. Talk about yeah, this that buying in, and you know, I know you, I talked. Uh, we'll get into your uh, all these aggressive podcast here in a minute, but <laughs> I, I heard on a recent episode, you notice, you know, it's that time of the year the guys got to buy into the nutrition and the, and keeping weight, making weight, just talk about all those things that, yeah, that help that team culture. Yeah. I think wrestling is unique in that it it is a lifestyle when you have to make a weight, right? Like for us, uh, 125 pounds is a weight class. And that means 125.0 on that scale. It can't be 125.1 or 0.2. That'll equal you sitting on the bench watching the match with me. And so that discipline goes home with you at night. Okay. Because you have to be very you know regimented and disciplined in terms of the diet and the sleep and all of those things because I'm asking you to perform at a high level, but I'm also asking you to do that in terms of you're know, really regulated with your cal- you know caloric intake, right? And that's where the dietitian, the strength coaches, all of these people become very important to your program. And, and I've been blessed here at Purdue. We have great people. You know, they're as invested in these kids as as I am and, and the kids are, right? Like Elaine and, and Ryan, our, our strength coach and our dietitian. Where they really get down into the, the nitty gritty and the details with these guys so that they can make weight and still perform at a high level. And, and the guys understand, you know, if you don't take care of the details, it's going to show up on the map. You know, you're going to have some poor performances. And so by and large, you know, the, the guys understand this and buy into it. Uh, I say by and large, because, you know, we always got education with the young guys and getting them kind of on board with what we're doing. But, but in general, I think the team does a good job of taking care of those details. Yeah, I'm I'm always impressed with with the discipline. I I um, from Hobart, Indiana, which had a uh, has yep. historically had a very good uh, wrestling program as well. And Absolutely. 
you know, just watching some of those guys are my classmates, you know, like talking about making weight and just, I'm not very disciplined in that area. So I'm all <laughs> <laughs> Well, and, and I'll say too, things have changed quite a bit from when you and I were right when we're, we were in high school, like the education and the knowledge and the resources that people have, especially now here at Purdue, as I mentioned, we have a dietitian, we have fueling stations, right? We have all of these options for nutrition. And so the days of cutting weight in a really negative fashion, which at times has been kind of a bad look for wrestling, right? Those have really dissipated out of the sport because now you have ways of doing it correctly where you don't have to resort to some of these uh, these uh, tough methods that maybe you heard about when uh, you, you and I were, were coming up through the ranks. Yeah, for sure. Appreciate that. Well, I mentioned the, uh, the the podcast a minute ago. You have your own podcast, the Always yep. Aggressive podcast that you do with Corey Palm and uh, Tanner Lipset. Talk right. about uh, that. You know, it's been a great uh, way to get our kind of our message out and, and even just do some fun things, right? Like you can get some um, things about your team out there that people always love, right? So we obviously we talk a lot of wrestling, but I mean, we'll deviate to what's going on, you know, in the world championships or the Olympics or maybe other sports. You know, we can throw out kind of funny, funny questions, take, take some polls and listen to fans. So it's just been a, a, a great medium, as you know, to reach people with information and, and have some fun at the same time. I love it. Yeah. And I was uh, checking out some episodes uh, this week and uh, season three, I believe now episode I think yep. just came out. So, yeah, I would encourage anybody who's listening to this episode. That's, you know, I feel like we're just barely scratching the surface here on this podcast. So anybody who's listening or watching just wants to follow this uh, wrestling program more deeply. I encourage that. It's called Always Aggressive. Uh, yep. great, uh, great podcast coach. And that, that's awesome that you guys got that, have that opportunity to, to do that. I know volleyball and soccer, some of the other programs are doing that as well. So I think that's, that's really yep. cool just to give more exposure uh, to the program. That's really cool. Yeah. And again, I'll throw it to our people here at Purdue. You mentioned Corey and Tanner. They do a tremendous job, right? They give me the ability to kind of get our message out. But but those guys, they're as involved as anybody in wanting to see this program move forward and the success, you know, that it can have. For sure. Awesome. Coach Hayes, we're wrapping up. Anything else that you want to add that I didn't ask? No, I think we covered a lot of great stuff. I would just, again, though, encourage people come out and watch this team. We really miss the energy in, in Holloway, and we are doing some fun things this year. So, again, just come out, watch these guys. They're going to be entertaining. They're going to be fun to watch. That's for sure, man. That's awesome. Coach, hey, thank you so much for your time. It's been great getting to know you. Thanks, Adam. Enjoyed it. Awesome. Boiler up. A reminder, you can follow the Full Steam Ahead podcast on Twitter at Full Steam Pod. And you can always listen to, like, comment, subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn. Thanks again for listening to the Full Steam Ahead podcast. Until next time, I'm Adam Bartels.